Welcome to the show, everyone. In case we haven't met, my name is Rad Burmeister. I'm one of the founders of Unity Gym, and I'm joined by Richard Lellis today. We're the founders of the UMS, the Unified Movement System, and Unity Gym, where we turn driven people into strong, flexible athletes. And today we're talking about nutrition. We're talking about basically how the tribe of people that you surround yourself with are going to be the make or break in your nutrition. And what you want to do, if you want to change the way that you eat permanently, if you want to really adopt a new, you know, create a new foundation for your eating that's going to support the healthy physique that you are seeking, then one of the best things that you can do is is join a tribe where that behavior is the norm. So I like to relate it to the to training, where we talk about the second step on the health hierarchy of needs is to adopt a daily habit of movement. And one of the best ways that you can do that is to join a tribe like the UMS online coaching group where that behavior is the norm. And if you join a tribe where the behavior that leads to the results that you want, it becomes the norm or is the norm, then you're far more likely to adopt that behavior yourself because we, we all um, sort of become chameleons for the people that we surround ourselves with. So when it comes to nutrition, if you're wanting to make nutritional change, then one of the most powerful things that you can do is to join a tribe where that behavior is the norm. It's like what we do at Unity Gym. It's how we get such, one of the reasons why we get such great results with people and with the UMS online coaching group because you, you know, you become a part of a tribe where, um, where people are behaving like that. That's just the normal behavior. And so you start to look around at how everybody else is behaving and go, oh, well, you know, this is the norm now. I'm, I'm going to adopt this. And today, Richard and I are going to talk about how, uh, how, how this, w- you know, how, how this happened for us. And I'll start with myself where for me, I remember very, very clearly when I made a really active effort to, to clean up my nutrition. And for me, it was when I learned about um, paleo and I adopted the paleo diet. And basically I was in my, um, I was in my early thirties and I was in the army. I'd been in for a year or so. And my health was at an all-time low. It was, it was definitely the, the most unhealthy I've ever been. And I came back down to Sydney uh, and I had five weeks off. And a, a good friend of mine who I went to high school with and who was running a gym and who'd been a personal trainer for about five years longer than me, he had a gym over in Bondi. Um, and he is without a doubt the healthiest person I know. He, he, even, even to this day, he, he makes me look like an unhealthy um, person um, and I and and the whole culture in his gym was at the time they were really into paleo <coughs> excuse me got a hair in my throat and um, and I made the decision I said look I want to learn how to be really healthy so I just went and submerged myself in his culture um, and he had a smoothie bar there where you'd go over and you'd train at the gym and then you'd have a smoothie afterwards and hang out and people I think back then he was even doing lunches and you could get a lunch after you trained and so that's what I did for five weeks. I just went over there and I submerged myself in that culture and surrounded myself with people that, um, you know, the results, that the, the behavior that created the results that I was looking for, which was a healthy body, was the norm. That's just how people behaved over there. People didn't eat shit food. They didn't put processed foods in their body. They all ate in this paleo whole food way. They didn't drink alcohol. They all trained. And, um, you know, I just adopted this way of uh, eating that, just had this roll-on effect uh, throughout my life and it turned me, it was the catalyst to take me from where I was back then 
to where I am now, um, where I've I've lost. I, I was overweight back then. I wasn't in good shape at all. My body was 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 not in great shape in the way I looked, in the way that I felt, in the way that I moved. And uh, it's turned me into, you know, at 42 years old now, I'm, I'm the healthiest I've ever been. And <clears throat> at the time, I was living with Richard. And um, when I came back from this trip to Sydney for, for five weeks, I, I, uh, I said to Richard, um, you know, Richard at the time, him and I were just flatmates. We were, you know, we'd hang out and play video games together on the weekend, but that was about it. And we went to work together in the army. And I said to Richard, I said, because uh, he was eating, as we said yesterday, he was eating meat pies and sausage rolls, you know, frozen stuff from the supermarket at the time. And I said to him, listen, man, I've, um, you know, adopted this way of eating and I'm going to be cooking all my own food. And, and if you want, you can be a part of it with me. And, and Richard, do you want to do you want to share the rest of the experience from your perspective? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was probably like 20 at the time. I was yeah, I think young. you were 20. Pretty sure. I don't really know much about nutrition at all or really how to cook. But I knew that I wanted to um, furnish what I do with my body, like physically, what I, how I train with good nutrition, but I didn't know anything about it. And Rad um, did, he was quite a bit older than me and he had experienced cooking and um, he knew how to do it well. And it was early on in my life then that I realized that I wanted to be eating um, in a way that optimized my health and my performance, not just how well things tasted you know because that's what i did for most of my life before that um hence the meat pies <laughs> um so yeah he um basically from that point on we started to cook healthy meals together in the kitchen um what sort of food was it again right it was like a lot of good salads well we were steak, i remember because back then you know protein I, based. yeah i was i mean that was you know, I did know how to cook a bunch of things, but, um, you know, the main thing was that we were really just, uh, because we were eating this paleo diet, um, we were we were having, I, I remember that I was having two six egg smoothies a day. Mm. So smoothies with basically coconut water, uh, and we were doing it, you know, the hardcore way we were buying. Yeah, these were epic smoothies, guys. Yeah, we were buying. Six eggs. Yeah, we were buying our own coconuts. Uh, um, and, you know, chopping the tops off and getting the juice and the flesh out. And uh, and then six eggs and a bit of vanilla bean powder, organic vanilla bean powder. And, and then even a bit of coconut oil as well. And that was the paleo way of doing it, you know, getting the fat content up. Um, and we were, we were doing two of those a day. So one for breakfast and then one for, you know, mid-morning breakfast. And we weren't fasting at all. There was, I'd, I'd never even really heard of time-restricted eating or anything like that. Uh, and then for dinner, we were, and, uh, and lunch and dinner were the same because we'd cook twice as much for dinner and then have it for lunch. And we were just basically cycling between, um, you know, different types of meat, either lamb, beef, or... Um, uh, Ever since then, I don't pork. think I've had a breakfast that hasn't been a smoothie, really. Yeah. Unless I was forced to have a breakfast well, that was in the army that wasn't a smoothie, but... Um, well, you mean you mean at, at home, like except for like on the weekend if you go to a cafe and get yeah, eggs. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, right, that's right. Like my normal like standard routine yeah. ever since then has been breakfast smoothies. Smoothies, where yep. You know, I've been um, centering it around protein, protein yep. powder, eggs, things like that. Yep. And um, look, <laughs> the... I mean, that's so powerful what you just said there, Richard, because that is um, that highlights what the whole topic of this show is, you know, that you um, you surround yourself with people uh, with a tribe where 
the behavior that creates the results you want is the norm and it has this roll-on effect and if you make this decision where you actually want the results like you did then you <coughs> that 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 behavior from the tribe rubs off on you and it and it just becomes your way of living you know and this is the these are the things that are really um really powerful because you You've, you've, we've, we've got to all understand that the way that we behave, like the decisions that we make, the I should say the actions that we take in a 24-hour period, um, I can't remember where this number comes from, but it comes from a book where the author has studied um, behavioral habits. And apparently between 40 and 60% of the decisions that we make every day are not decisions that we make on our own. It's basically just a habit. It's a habit loop that's playing out. And we think to ourselves, oh, I wanna go and do this, but you're just replaying a habit loop. And so what you wanna do is you wanna turn as many of those decisions, as many of those habits into healthy habits, into things that support the life that you want rather than the life that you don't want, you know? And what Richard just described there is, is a really classic example of how powerful this stuff is because, you know, we, we created this habit, we created this tribe within our own home of this is the way that we eat and this is the way that we consume foods. And we were the only people in the army doing that. You've got to understand, oh, yeah. like, we, we used to go to work every day and um, there was, uh, we were in a platoon of 100, and, no, a platoon, what am I saying? A company of 120 people, um, wasn't it? There was three platoons, about 40 people yeah, per yeah. platoon, so it was about 120 people. Most people just go across the road and get McDonald's or something. Almost like everyone. Yeah. McDonald's, hung, I mean, these are, these are, I mean, like, now that you're 31, Richard, I can definitely say this. I, I know one guy that got KFC every single day for lunch. Man, I'm glad I didn't um, team up with him in a, um, yeah, in in a, a home. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who was that? Uh, Robbo, I think his name was. Robbo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Not the rubber that you know, but yeah. Another, yeah, KFC yeah. every day. Ooh. Every single day. I, man, I mean, when we're in the army, I remember, I remember going out for lunch with a couple of the boys and because what would happen at lunchtime when you're in the army was, you, you know, you get an hour break and some people, very, very rarely, but some people would go to the mess and eat, which is the, the mess on base on the army. Most people would drive out and go to Hungry Jack's or KFC or whatever. And I remember going out with some of the boys and, that, and saying to them, where are you guys going for lunch? And they said, oh, I feel like something healthy today. And I said, yeah, sweet, I'll come with you. And they went to Subway. And I thought they were joking. <laughs> I was seriously, like the, the understanding of health is just so different between the average person in the army and where we were. And I, and I remember saying to them, are you guys joking? Are you you're going to, and they went, yeah, no, it's healthy, man. Like we'll, we'll get a we'll get a salad roll. Or, I you used know, to like go to Subway as well before I met Rat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I thought it was healthy. Yeah, yeah. That's and that's because you, when you when you're young and you don't know any better, the, the advertising says this is healthy, and you've got that, those images of that dude that lost, you know, yeah, yeah, sixty pounds or whatever it was, you know, Mind Jared you, is, or whatever. It is probably was. a healthier alternative <laughs> to some things. But oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Then Hungry Jacks, it, yeah. you know, it would be at least. You, yeah, for sure, for sure, it would be. But yeah, so. Um, yeah, so Richard and me were, um, you know, we were coming into work with our lunch that was, that was the dinner from, from the night before in a lunchbox. And, um, and I remember, I don't know if you were doing this, but I think I was even bringing in a smoothie in a, in a shaker, like a, like I made up a second. Yeah, so yeah. I had, were you doing that as well? Yep. Yeah. So that's what, so that we were both doing exactly the same thing. So in the morning we'd mix up a six egg smoothie and we'd have that for breakfast and then we'd mix up another one and we'd put it in a protein shake and bring it to work with us. And then we'd also have our lunch. So we'd have our two meals there. 
because in the army you get two uh, meal breaks. You get your breakfast break and then you get your lunch break because you start work at 7.30. And um, we were the only ones doing that already was making fun of us, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, fast forward 10 years and, and those same people are, well, at least some of them are, are, are now messaging me, asking me for health advice and things like that. So it's funny. So yeah, if you, if you want to make real changes with your nutrition, you, you do need to seek out a tribe where that behavior is the norm. And this is, I think what I'm about to say is actually one of the hardest things that, that some people find to hear. We, we've had people in tears in our workshops when, I've, when we've said this because um, it, it's quite hard for people to hear. But if you really think about this, what I'm about to say, this is very, very true. When you want to make a life change, like if you go from being somebody that just does, pays no attention to what you're eating and you're, you know, when you listen to this, you're, you're thinking to yourself, Jesus, I've got a long way to go. And then you make a decision to make these changes that we're talking about where you start eating whole foods, you start cooking your own foods, you start doing time-restricted eating, all of this stuff. The people that are the closest to you are either going to do one of three things with you. They're either going to come along on the journey with you so they're either going to go, okay, I'm going to do this with you, and they come with you, like what Richard did with me. Or they're going to stay exactly where they are, and you're going to leave them behind. Or they're going to sabotage you and keep you exactly where you and they already are. And if you think about it, if you really go deep and be honest with yourself, one of those three things is going to happen. There's no other option. Because if you start eating healthy food all the time, and the people that are the closest to you are still going to KFC or Subway or whatever it is, you're not going to go with them anymore if you're making your choices, which means you're either going to leave them where they are and you start going somewhere else to eat, or eventually the peer pressure is going to get to you and you're going to stop with the changes that you've made and you're going to stay with them eating food. And we've had, I'll never forget this, we've had people in some of our workshops break down into tears saying, so what you're you're telling me that if I want to you know make these healthy changes that I have to leave my husband because my husband's never going to do this. I know that they like they just have zero desire to want to be healthy like this. So you're saying that I have to leave my husband and, and I remember looking at these people saying no, I'm not saying that you have to leave your husband, but what I'm saying is that one of these three things is going to happen. And guess which one's happened? Of course, it's the sabotage one. It's the mm. sabotage option because of course people aren't going to leave their partner that they love and that they have a family with because they don't change their diet with them. But most people don't have the strength to leave them behind. And what I mean by that is I don't mean leave them behind as in leave them, but I mean start cooking their own food that they eat even though their partner is still eating pizza at night or yeah. you know frozen meals or whatever. Most mm. people don't have that strength. And so they it's the self-sabotage thing that goes on. Um, so you really have to, you have to understand the power of if you want to make these changes that you start seeking out a tribe of people where the behavior that you're looking for is the norm. Because I can tell you right now, Yanni and me, we have metaphorically speaking left so many friends behind because of this. And that doesn't mean I've said, oh, stuff you, I'm not going to be your friend anymore. But it, it just becomes the point where you realize that after a year or so of every single time you socialize with these same people that are your best friends, people that you've grown up with, that you went to school with, that you love dearly and that you love spending time with, but every single time you socialize with them, 
alcohol and shit food always becomes the norm. And eventually, Yanni and I just started saying no to people for going out on a Friday or a Saturday night because we knew where it was leading. And you start seeing them less. And you either make that decision or they come with you, which in our experience, very few people do, or you stay there in the same place and you, and you self-sabotage. So yeah, it's a really, really, really interesting thing to, uh, to wrap your head around and something that, that you're gonna have to really meditate on and you're gonna have to put some real deep thought into as to whether or not you're willing to start looking at these things if you wanna get really healthy. Mike has uh, got a comment here that I wanna read. I haven't read it yet. So Mike is saying, interesting fact, Irish Supreme Court ruled that Subway bread cannot be classified as bread due to its sugar to flour ratio. Oh, how's that? Uh, that's awesome. Nice one, Mike. Um, what was it like for you, Mike? Because I know that uh, you're a vegan. Did you find that making the change to being a vegan, did you find that you had to change your social circle? Did you find that you, um, uh, you know, that you you know, had to change the people that you surrounded yourself with. Let me know. Let me know in the comments, bro. Let me know what um, what happened. Mike's a member of our gym. He trains with me every morning at 5.30. Um, so we, we get to chat every day. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, huh? How some of these um, some of these fast foods are, are, are getting, uh, you know, slammed like this by the, because of their, you know, ratios of sugar to flour, for example, in this, uh, in, in this case. So yeah, look, that's the um, that's the big message uh, to take home from today, guys. If you if you want to make the ch real changes with your diet, with your nutrition, start looking for people that are in your life already that already behave the way that you want to, and start spending more time with them. You know, people talk about some of the most successful um, wealth and uh, business mentors that Yanni and I have learned from over the years and looked up to will tell you one of the best ways to get wealthy is look for the most wealthy person that you know and spend more time with them and start looking at the ways that they behave. Not people that have generational wealth that were handed it to them on a silver spoon, people that created their own wealth, okay? Um, it's, the, it's the same thing, you know? If you wanna be wealthy, start hanging out with wealthy people and see how they behave, see how they act and um, create those behaviors yourself. So if you wanna be um, healthy, yeah, you know, it's the same thing. So, yeah, Mike, I'd love to know before we finish the show, um, I'd love to see what you've got because we've got a bit of a delay here. I know that when I speak, um, it, it, there's a bit of a delay before you see. So I'd love to know if you've got anything that you'd like to throw in um, about becoming vegan and about how that worked for you. Uh, with, oh, here we go. So Mike's saying, uh, yeah, initially, but a lot of people changing as well as more and more options are available. Um, always better to cook at home though. So yeah, it's, uh, it's so true, isn't it? This, um, you know, this food prep is a big, um, big thing. So Chris Jones is saying, I went vegan for 11, 11 months and if someone had told me the shit I would have listened uh, to regarding my diet from others, I wouldn't have believed them. <laughs> yeah, so true. Richie, you got any final thoughts for today's show, bro? No, other than, you know, what you've basically been saying, you know, your support, like if you're, looking at changing something big in your life, wherever it is, you're only as strong as your support that you get. Yep. So if the people around you aren't supporting you, if they're telling you the opposite things that you want to achieve, for example, if you want to start eating healthy and they're saying, come out with me and we'll get some Maccas or I'm going to order a pizza and they're just making that much more difficult for you to keep on track, it's, it's going to be a very large and steep hill up. You know? Sure is, and you're gonna you're gonna roll back down on that hill multiple times before you realize that you know it's 
not working out. So yeah, um, get yourself some good support with this, um, with nutrition, with exercise, a good tribe that helps make things easier. <coughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, if you, I mean, if you've got friends that are doing that to you, you know, the very first thing that you want to do is at least just have the conversation with them and just say to them, say, listen, man, I'm, I'm trying to make some real changes to my health here. And y the way I see it, you've got two choices. You can either do it with me or you can support me to do it anyway. But you can't, you can't try and lure me to go and eat shit food when I'm telling you from now on, this is the way that I eat, you know. And, uh, and if they don't support you, if they want to... Um, because you know what? My, this is my personal experience and my personal belief. I think when people, when people aren't willing to make the healthy changes themselves uh, and they see you doing it, in my experience, what a lot of your closest friends do is they make fun of you because that's the easiest way for them to deal with what they're seeing right in front of their face, which is it's, it, when you start making healthy choices, it, it holds a mirror up to them about how unhealthy the choices they're making are. Mm. And the easiest way for us to deal with it is with sarcasm. You know, with sarcasm, we make fun of people that are doing things that we're not willing to do. And that, that's, our, that's, a, that's a way of bringing them back down to you because most people succumb to that. That's a form of peer pressure and they end up just going, oh, okay, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll keep doing things this way. So yeah, have a think about it, guys. Tomorrow we're gonna to be talking about how we teach progressive nutrition intervention to optimize health and performance. You don't wanna miss this one because this is where we're gonna be going into you know, the steps that we do, the way that we get people from A to B to make some real change with their nutrition and their health and um, yeah, to really get there. So I hope to uh, see you all tomorrow. Thanks everyone for tuning in. And if you're listening to the podcast or watching the YouTube replay, uh, download one of our free blueprints, the Strength Blueprint, the Flexibility Blueprint, and the Nutrition Blueprint. There's a link in the description of the YouTube video or in the comments of the podcast where we give away some of our top secrets, our insights into how we get such great results with strength, flexibility, and fitness with our tribe. And uh, it's totally free. And also come and join our Facebook group, the UMS Movement Mastermind, where we record these podcasts and shows live. And you can ask us questions and interact with us on the live show. See you all tomorrow, everyone. Have a great day. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's gonna get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.